I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Patrick Mahomes practices no movement in the Vegas spread, Kansas City minus three, and that was assumed for at least a few days now that he would play. Phillip Rivers retires. A lot of conversation about it. Here's one you probably haven't heard. 66% against the spread in the playoffs. Phillip Rivers. McGregor fighting in a big UFC match. We're going to talk about it against Poirier. Line, minus 300 for McGregor. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. In studio, full house here, Steve Fezzik and Maddie Holt, a UFC expert. Jonas is a secret UFC expert. We're going to have a little conversation about that big McGregor-Poirier match Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got more news in the NFL in regards to coaching and coaching hires, we've also got the anticipated conference championship weekend to look forward to. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday? Well, the lead is, where's your basement at, Jonas? <laughs> I mean, this guy's, look at this. He's got a, now here's what's fascinating. He's in the studio. He's got the special door so no noise comes in. He's got the Fox Sports logo. Yeah. But still has a t-shirt on. Yep. Same you old. Just, you said, I'm not going to change my outfit. I'm no. just going in for the studio. The sweatpants and a V-neck. That's how I roll. <laughs> All right. Well, when you're in good shape, you can pull that <laughs> off. <laughs> I think we start with Mahomes. Obviously, this weekend, it's all about these championship games. And I think this Mahomes effect on the spread is something that needs dug into. There's been a lot of discussion about Patrick Mahomes, RJ, and whether or not he will be playing this weekend. Good news. He did take every snap in practice earlier today after going through the concussion protocol. He looks like he's on his way to starting this Sunday's AFC title game against the Bills. Now, when you say he took every snap, was that something that was prominently conveyed, or did you extract that from the reports? That's uh, what was extracted from the reports. All right, so it wasn't something that was like the headline or no, anything? No, no, no. Okay, because I find that interesting, because if it was something they had pushed that narrative, I would have thought, ooh, that's a sign of strength when there might be some weakness. All right, here's my question. And having Matty Holt, former bookmaker, now the CEO of, founder of usintegrity.com, it's an integrity company. Steve Fezzik, we got good guys here to talk this through. I'm going to propose a few things, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree. Assumptions, we'll say. We're going to make the case on this line. So, here's the question. How good is Kansas City? Well, let me ask this question first. If it was last year's Kansas City team, current home field, meaning the reality of COVID, last year's team against this year's Bills team, 
What's the line? So it's in Kansas City. It's the reality of 2021 COVID with the fans and all that. But it's last year's Kansas City team against the Bills. Kansas City, four and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Well, you were too high. Right, so we'll say five. That seems high to me. But let's say, because you're saying, how much are you giving home field for Kansas City? One and a half. Okay. So you're saying that last year's Kansas City team is four points better. Three points better well, than, this, than this year's team. Well, but hold on a second. If you're saying one and a half for home field, okay. Oh, I guess now we're saying how much better is this year's home t- or this year's Kansas City? Right. Okay. So I kind of let's let me simplify that. And you you were right. Let me simplify it. We're saying if Kansas City were as good as last year, the line right now would be five. Okay. Or you saying five and a half? He's saying four and a half. So five. Okay. Now, how much better was last year's Kansas City? compared to this year? Because I believe that this is one of the two spots that gets this line much closer. What would you say, Matty? I think that last year's team is probably about a point better. One point better. Three points better. Okay, so we'll just split the difference and say two. So five becomes three. All right, so the current line is three. Now the question is, how much of a downgrade do you give Kansas City because of the following two factors? One, there's a chance he won't play, though I think that's starting to be slim, that he likely will, 99%, 98%. But how much do you downgrade Kansas City because there's a real chance Mahomes will be less than 100%, that he'll be hobbled, especially running the ball? Because remember, it's not just the concussion, but the ankle. He's less than 100%. Faz, I'll start with you. How much of a downgrade? I have not downgraded, but that's insane. Well, it's because it's a, insane. It's insane. You're right because it's a spectrum. And you can change it. You can change it right now. I actually agree with him. So, so the fact that he's I watched the practice today. It was open, so you could see like the practice okay. highlights on TV. And so, first of all, so it's you not an ankle. Practice, it's a toe. You, you it's watch, not an ankle. It's a toe. There's you mean, a like, difference. Tur- you mean turf toes that people retire? No, he over? doesn't have turf toe. He got his but that's foot just stepped a toe, on. Toe though, right? He got stepped on. Let's be clear. He got his foot stepped on last week. Do you think he was 100 percent before the concussion last week? No, but I think it's close. You think last week he was close to 100%? I think nowadays what they can give you in the shots for the pain is... Well, maybe. I the mean, cortisone anything, I think shots to take care of the pain. I think their shots seem to be less prevalent than they used to be, right? The old kind of take the needle thing. But but let's. this is a debate. I think it's interesting. What's your rationale to not adjusting? Because I'm... It's a spectrum. You're not convincing me. All right. There's a chance it needs to be done. So it's one of those things where I need to first start out with my base power rating. And that's what I've been trying to do here for you. Right. And so now we we need to adjust down because it's a free roll. If you're betting Buffalo, there's certainly a chance Mahomes won't be 100%. You're stepping on the conclusion here. I'm asking you when I here's the thing you're not great on the radio. I don't know if you know that. Do you know that? No. Do you think you're great? (laughs) You're like, I'm a superstar. Why don't I have my own show? Do you, do you go home at night and wonder about that? Uh, there's no offers in my inbox. Okay. So the, you're a great batter. And if I guide you along, you'll be fu- You're good. You're really good on the radio. Why jump ahead? I'm asking you a simple question. How much downgrade do you give because of Mahomes' uncertainty in his health? Half a point. Okay. And you're saying borderline I, I, I think you can't downgrade it a half a point because the, basically three is be the safe number. Point, I think it can be a point, point and a half. So you're going to come off three because he might be hurt. The, yeah. As a bookmaker, you can't. They're never going to well, come off three because he then, might. Then that offers us an opportunity. Sure, if you it? think it's wrong. Yeah, because, I mean, shouldn't – but wasn't all of the opening numbers – 
Let me ask you this. As a bookmaker, a guy that's booked literally, or former bookmaker, billions of dollars in Nevada legally, Matty Holt, what did you think of all the lines that opened up early, early on this? Whereas Circa was, uh, what was it, minus uh, Buffalo minus two yeah, here in town? And then other people. So th- there was a range. Because what I think we all agree to is if Mahomes – well, here's an interesting question. If Mahomes plays and somehow we find out he was 100%, I don't know how we could, would the line stay at three? It feels like there has to be something built in right now. I think the line goes up a little bit, doesn't it? I think so, especially because the look-ahead was significantly higher, right? Yeah, I, I think, well, the look-ahead in this game, before the Bills beat the Ravens, but you could make the case Kansas City was equally as impressive as the Bills, even though the Bills covered, but without Mahomes and I don't think there was much adjustment from last week, but the look ahead was five. Kansas, yeah. I thought that was crazy high, right? Yeah. So I, I think that would have came down regardless. Agreed. You agree with that? Okay. But the question I've got is, and let's confirm for the people to understand this. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. If Mahomes doesn't play, he probably will. 99%, 98%. Line would be what? Three and a half, Buffalo? Bills four, yeah. I or, think Bills four has been the consensus. I agree with that. And we think it's going to go to three and a half by game time? We do. So we're saying there'd be about an eight-point swing between these lines. Yeah, seven to eight seems fair for Mahomes. I agree. For the spot. So when everyone was opening up before at, you know, minus two for the Bills, it was all saying, huh, there's some chance Mahomes will play, some chance he won't. Whatever we think those chances are, we're going to split the difference. That's kind of how those numbers were opened up. And I guess my question to you as a bookmaker is, if this game wasn't the championship game, they probably would have waited a Monday or Tuesday. 100% oh. would have waited. So they felt like they wanted to get this action. And some people took more aggressive stances each way. Because if it actually would have been a concussion, the chances of playing the next week following a concussion, a positive concussion test, are very m- much less likely. So I think some and, and books— it's out of control of, yeah. of the team, too. That's right. So some books, like Circa, probably took the stance, well, we're leaning toward normal concussion protocols, where other books said, well, we don't actually think it's really a concussion. He's just in the protocol because anytime you go unconscious, you go into that protocol. So we were, they were all deciding where they were on that range between the Bills minus three and a half if he doesn't play or minus four all the way to three and a half if he does play and he's 100% in each direction. Kansas yeah. City favored, Buffalo favored. So you said, well, if we don't know if he's 100%, how do we adjust for that? Wouldn't we do the same thing? Meaning, if he's a little bit less than 100%, we adjust a half point. If he's way less than 100%. But that doesn't happen in a practical bookmaking world. When the line is three, you don't say, well, maybe I could adjust a half a point. You just don't go to that two and a half. Because, because a lot three of is such a key number. That's right. And then it leads to one-way action, and you can't balance a book. And, and I agree, no book's going to go themselves necessarily, unless they have a strong opinion. But the market, you would think, would move but in that direction. the market's not going in that direction. I know. And that's why, and let's see if maybe the conclusion we can all agree to. If you believe, and this is my conclusion, we'll see. If you believe that Mahomes is going to be less than 100%, or that there's a real chance he'll be less than 100%, the value's on Buffalo plus three. That This number assumes 100% Mahomes. Or the number doesn't make sense. Agreed. You agree with that? I do agree, but if you like Buffalo, I think you're going to get three and a half. Okay, so what we're saying is we think there's value at three if you believe Mahomes has some chance of being less than 100%. And if you do like Buffalo, though, probably wait, because this line's probably going up. It's headed that way. And do you think that's sharp, or is that just the public getting involved Saturday and Sunday? 
the public tends to not get involved Tuesdays and Wednesdays as yeah. much. Yeah. So I agree. So which is why you think why as they come in later, it's going to be Kansas City. I think the consensus is this: whether we we can agree or disagree that this right line is wrong or right. But the public doesn't tend to bet on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the early action in the last two days when everyone's pretty much confirming that Mahomes is going to play and be fairly close to 100%. The money's going on KC. And I think that money's probably taking out the slack that was in the line because of that uncertainty. I'm saying I don't know how we could be – I mean, watching – uh, you were like, I watched today's practice, and you go, well, there were some highlights I saw. On t- I mean, well, he certainly wasn't hobbling or anything. If yeah, you- yeah. I, I, Fez, how much did you think Mahomes was limited last week before by the toe? I think it was significant, right? I mean, he's the announcers were talking about, well, you know, it, it looks like he's going to gut it out. I mean, it, there, there was discussion about, you know, how severe this was, and was, was he even going to finish the game? Probably, but was he going to be compromised? And I think the conclusion was yes from that toe. Before the hit? Yes. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. So Jonas represents the fans' perspective, the eye <laughs> test. What, just from the whole conversation, what do you? What would you want to bet on? What do you feel strongly about? Well, I'm actually interested to see if you guys, and I don't even know if there's an answer to this, but this this was my thought in game and just my immediate reaction when Mahomes went down. And they showed him he was clearly dazed. And then they showed the replay, and it didn't look like a, a blow to the head. And they sh- they showed him jogging off the field, and everything looked normal. And he jogged at a rapid face at rapid pace. When he was announced that he was out for the game, what was the movement on the line, the look ahead line to this week at that point? Because I wonder if people then started to have some serious doubts about, okay, it's a real concussion. Maybe he's not going to be available next week. Mm-hmm. And it looks mm-hmm. like now that he is. All right, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they all the look-aheads were came off the down. board during the game. Okay, right. all right. So the re, so because of this very thing. Now, when there's one game, they probably could have kept it up and then see something to take it down. But in general, the books are afraid they're turned one way. Something happens in a game, and someone bets the look-ahead the next week. Would you correct? Because that because that, that was my thought. Because and this may be Steve Fezzik rubbing off on me, thinking the <laughs> worst. But when somebody gets injured, now my mind starts to think. How can you take advantage? Exactly. And so I wondered if you could actually look at ahead because they did have the lead at that time they were playing well if you could look ahead and take advantage of Mahomes potentially being out next week if you liked Buffalo so Fez when that happened were you in game batting the game when I, that I was so yes. what was the adjustment in game on the Cleveland Kansas City game yeah so money came in on Cleveland when the confirmation was he's out for the rest of the game so money poured in on Cleveland but money had all, but but money had already come hard on Cleveland after the injury so well, yeah because at that point it's that uncertainty but there's some chance greater than exactly. zero that he's not going to come back thus if the line hasn't moved yet there's value there right I mean you know so that's what I think I there think, were books that reported that they took more money on Cleveland in play than they did pregame Mm. Wow. Cleveland in play then pregame. And do we know how much of that was after the injury? I guess no, we don't. I don't but, know. but just from what you saw in the movement of the line, Fez, it looks significant. Absolutely. Yeah, like about 40 cents versus a VIG. That, I mean, well, within 30 seconds. Okay. And that was on the uncertainty. Then once he was out, there was even more. Yes. And Mahomes is probably the most valuable player in the NFL right now. Aaron Rodgers probably is right there. And. That's interesting, though. Aaron Rodgers, in his prime, and he's now in his prime again, was about 10 points. We, yep. see, we saw it in a game where there was a look-ahead line. He broke his collarbone. This was the second time, and it, it moved by about 10, 11, even, yep. 10 and a half. The theory is Mahomes is equally as good as uh, Rodgers has ever been, as he is now, because he's probably as good as he's ever been right now. 
but we don't attribute 10 points to him. It's more seven and a half or eight. Is that because Andy Reid can make anyone competent? And is that what we saw with Matt Moore last year? Is that what we saw with Henny, do we think? Yeah, the fact that they were able to win a game with Matt Moore against a good opponent last year, and then Henny, you know, was, comes It was in. Green Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm RJ Bo straight out of Vegas. Okay. Here's the question, though, and I'm going to get into this later in the week, but I think it's the under-discussed question when it comes to this game. If you look at expected points added, which is just a metric to how efficient an offense is or a defense, and I'm going to tweet this out after the show, the most efficient rushing offense in the NFL, EPA, is Kansas City. It's amazing. The most efficient. Now, that sounds great. If you remove Patrick Mahomes, his runs, Mahomes' runs, they become average. They go from the best to average Kansas City. Mm. So now, if Mahomes can throw equally as well as usual, let's say that toe doesn't affect his throwing at all, but if he either efficiently can't run or effectively can't run downfield, or he refuses to because he's uncertain, it doesn't really matter why he doesn't run, Kansas City's rush the offense goes from the best to middle of the pack. And game one between Buffalo and Kansas City showed us the Bills understand that running the ball is almost always less efficient. Thus, they entice the team to run the ball. It didn't work against Kansas City when Mahomes was able to scramble and all that versus Buffalo and Kansas City in that first game when Kansas City ran, ran, ran. But maybe now you give Buffalo a chance to look at the schemes once and have some ideas how to stop it. Add in Mahomes maybe doesn't run as well. Doesn't that Bills defensive strategy work much better what do you think Matty? absolutely we've seen look everyone seems to have success running the ball against the bills the indianapolis did but at the end of the day it's hard to run the ball when you get inside the red zone and that's when the bills defense steps up holds you to field goals and then comes down and scores touchdowns and if you can just have those you know we saw it with henny on that third and 15 to scramble 13 and a half yards is what mahomes would have typically done yes but now the question is, and remember, Henny beat out more. Maybe mobility was an issue in that. And if so, that's a brilliant move by the Kansas City Chiefs. But you got to wonder, he seemed hobbled before. And again, that's debatable. If he's equally, I'll tell you this, if he's equally as limited by the toe this week as he was last week, I think there's huge value on the Bills. And because of that whole running concept, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. 14 top running teams by EPA, by efficiency. Top 14. 12 made the playoffs. Mm. In the top 14, the only two teams that didn't make the playoffs are the Patriots and the Vikings. Two very, you know, relatively good non-playoff teams. And the only two teams to make the playoffs not in the top 14 rushing efficiency, the Steelers were number 30 and the Bears were number 22. So two teams knocked out in the first round and the four teams left all in the top like 11. Rushing doesn't matter if you just look at raw yardage, but efficiency of running, meaning they can't just defend the pass, is huge. And it's just underreported. And it's something guys like Colin, really smart guys in the media are saying, the Bills' weaknesses, they can't run. The Bills have the ninth best efficient running attack in the NFL. Mm -hmm. They only run when you force them to. 
But when you force them to run by the defense you play, they run very efficiently. We saw against the Patriots numbers and stuff. So all this talk about the Bills can't run, it's an old school thinking. And McDermott and the Bills are thinking in a modern way. And Matty Holt was thinking he loved that a long time ago. When we come back, we got the two boys here. $6,000 is at stake if the Bills can win two more games. And Steve Fezzik will be paying. We'll talk about it. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens gonna fall. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at the NFC title game, the first of two this Sunday in the NFL. And Matty Holt, who his ego's just running wild, is talking about moving lines in the UFC. He's got a bet. Am I got this straight? It might be your best UFC bet ever. Uh, it, I like it a lot. <laughs> We're gonna have that before the end of the show. And I can't. I don't like being one upped on my own show. So I'm gonna give a playoff monster parlay. It's correlated. At the same time, this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We'll keep fighting through to make this the best football season yet. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Right here in Vegas on the Strip, 62 degrees. The neon is pumping. And, RJ, we are coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Right now on pregame.com in the NFC title game, the Packers are three-point favorites hosting the Buccaneers this Sunday. Okay, I'm going to start with Fez and go to Maddie. As a batter... What is the under-discussed factor in this game? Doesn't even mean you like this side. It means it's a little nugget the listeners can put in their pocket. What is going on with the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs? So here's a team that the narrative is, hey, they won two, two, two games, they blew out Baltimore. But if you look at the underlying stats, they've been outgained on average by almost 100 yards uh, in well, hold these on playoff hold games. Hold on a second. Do those headsets work? Yes. <laughs> okay. Did you hear the game Jonas announced? Oh, dear. (laughs) Now, tell us what was going through your head. Was it like, oh, we did the last segment on the Bills, but I didn't get to say that thing I prepared in the shower. I hope he he talks about Bills. And then Jonas goes, it's Tampa Bay at Green Bay. And RJ says, Fez, what do you got? Here's the thing about the Bills. All right. So I was going to let you go if you had something good on the Bills. But really, is this another way to make an excuse for your Ravens pick? Sounds like it. Let's move on to Green Bay Tampa. (laughs) I mean, really, are you going to act like... Matty, you can arbitrate. You you do kind of arbitrate the industry. It's, it's kind of the running joke, but it's true. Is when there's a dispute, they want to know what Matty Holt says. Let me ask you this: Ravens Bills. Do you think the Ravens batters got some big story? How they should have won that game? Not really. No. I don't even know what the story could be. It's he threw. It's like here's a guy that can't throw, Lamar Jackson, at the professional high level, and he threw an interception. And if somehow that interception would have been a touchdown, we would have been tied 
but the other team would have had the ball. Like, if everything had gone right, it would have been maybe a 60-40. And if he drops that interception, it's the kick a field goal yeah. is 10-6. And, and, and the Bills have the ball. Yeah. So, and the lead. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm not saying that we can't construe some alternative universe that they cover, but it wasn't likely. It wasn't likely. McKenzie, pregame.com research. What was the win percentage chance for the Ravens? This is what we do to stop all the BS. Because gamblers will talk about games from 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Even the guys that win like crazy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is what we do. We look at the win percentage chances based on the algorithm that is not perfect, but pretty darn good. Right? It's what everyone quotes. And we say, okay, we're going to look at it for the average from 15 to 10 minutes left in the game. Then the average from 10 to 5, then the average from 5 to 0. But we double the weight each time. So it's four times more valuable to be ahead late than early in the quarter. But still, if you're competitive in the early fourth, you get some percentage points. What was the percentage chance of Baltimore winning that game? Well, the exact percentage, I'm not sure because you told me to round up to 100 if it's 99 point something. So Okay. <laughs> That, that, that's the little comedy from McKenzie. So what you're saying is, based upon the following formula, what was the average chance of Buffalo winning from 15 minutes to 10 minutes? Double that now from 10 to 5 and double that from 5 to 0. And the Ravens' accumulated chance was less than 1%. That's right. Are you? Uh, did you hear the math? I did. And we're going to go back to something that happened before the 4th and say that was the key. Yes, but let's just go to Lambeau instead. But, but well, you know, Jonas suggested that. You didn't want to. I'm <laughs> <laughs> RJ Bell. We're straight out of A's. I'm letting Matty Holt start this. What do you got on this game? Well, I think the first place we have to start is it's not a th- just a three. It's a, it's a heavily juiced three, right? So when we say three, it's not just you can go out and lay three minus 110. There's more three and a halfs than threes, and the threes that are available, you have to lay like minus 125. So, so this is like between three and three and sure, a half. Sure, but so it's a little bit bigger three on Green Bay. Um, but it's been moving down. Yes. Do we? How do we expect it to close? Like, where do we think it goes from here? Matty, you first. I think it closes three juiced. So pretty much where it is. Yes. Three and a half. You think it goes up? Yes. Ooh. I don't. Jonas, what's your gut feel? I mean, again, this is the fan. Like, people like you, what do you think they're betting game day? It feels like there's a lot of love for Tom Brady right now. That's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking it's the and Aaron Rodgers is kind of a choker, is what the perception is. And I think there's some, I don't know about a choker, but he's underperformed in the playoffs mm-hmm. net net. Though, let's give him credit. This is his fifth championship game. He's been on the road the first four times. So, to be one and three when you're on the road is. Tom Brady has a great history of playing in colder weather. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think it. Cl- I tell you this. I would bet if you get let's do the following bet, Fez. If you want it, I mean, you're pretty successful betting me. <clears throat> yeah, right. I think if it closes three, uh, three flat, I win. If it closes three and a half flat, you win. And if it closes in between, like it is now, it's a push. All right, what are we betting? <laughs> uh, bet a nickel. Or 300? 300 is good. All right. So, and we'll, we'll figure out the exact decimal points, meaning that what's the line right now, you know, because we'll just look at Chris, look at um, Circa, look at, you know, South Point, sure. whatever. And then we'll see. Well, South Point's not a good example. You know what we might do? Actually, South Point is a Maybe good example. Maybe we Because here's the thing South Point doesn't move off of. One tens. One tens. That's like a thing with them, which is kind of cool because you can usually get 20, 10 cents of value. Yep. Because if it's in between, we let them decide. The closing line at South Point, though, that's going to be— Then they'll have to be a winner. 
Yeah, but that's going to be a little sharper line. So I, I'll give you that, Fez, if you give me plus 120. No, you don't get plus 120. <laughs> what do you mean? You're telling me South Point doesn't have a sharper number than the average book? No, they they have a... Uh, they have a good number. We should use that to grade oh, our bets. Uh, yeah. So when he wants to use it, you know it's edge <laughs> fez. The fact he's rushing to that is edge <laughs> fez. All right. I'm RJ Bo straight out of Vegas. We got the bet. We'll figure the exact and fill everyone in tomorrow. Now, I think it, it, uh, Jonas is right. I think the public is on Brady. I think it might drift away, you're saying, a little bit between now and Sunday morning. But remember, more than it's an interesting question, Maddie. What percentage of the overall handle in a championship game happens the day of the game, like like these games, the the, the NFC AFC? It, it's bigger than you think. I think it's like sixty percent game. I think it could even be higher. The lines are just ridiculous to bet the these physical games. line. Yeah, okay. yeah, the physical lines at some of these retail loca- locations. Now, mobile has changed that. Because guys will bet the night before and stuff now. But if anything, it kind of makes you inclined to wait, too. That's right. Why rush to the window and try to beat it the night before when you never have to wait in line? I will say this. Some of the bigger bettors um, bet the night before because the apps sometimes have issues with traffic and stalling out. Oh, no doubt. But, yeah. I mean, the, the bigger bettors are betting since the last week, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I also think this was the Super Bowl dream match for a long time. Everybody wanted to see Brady versus Rodgers. You're finally getting it you're getting it in the highest game that you could possibly get without it being a Super Bowl it I think there's going to be more and more people as they start to get closer to the game that are going to look at this and they're also going to say what happened the last time these teams played they're just going to look at the final score not the circumstances from the game and that's why I feel like the Bucks are getting a lot of love would you agree that from the start of the UFC card Saturday night from then on, it's probably 65% of the action. Yes. About a third yeah. of it before, people yeah. settle in, they're watching UFC, maybe they're betting in between fights on the NFL. Yeah. And I think that crowd wants Tom Brady getting points. Mm. And they're not thinking about three and a half, three. They're just because saying. Because they, when they argue with their friends, well, what about the cold weather? Well, Brady's been good in that. Well, what about experience in the playoffs? Brady's been good in that. There's going to be a lot of easy cases to make for Brady. Speaking of a player not as good in the playoffs, at least that's the perception. We're going to talk about the Vegas reality of Phillip Rivers. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. So, Phillip Rivers, you're going to hear a lot of talk about should he make the Hall of Fame, the typical talk radio stuff. I think that's kind of interesting. I think what's really fascinating is would the Giants and the Chargers, who... You may recall there was a trade, and I was reading the old AP story about that trade, and it was really the Mannings saying, we're not going to play with the Chargers. It was because the owner is known to be, let's say, frugal, and which I guess to some degree is still shown today. And you got to wonder, Eli Manning probably a lesser regular season record? But he has two rings. And as much as we can say, don't blame the quarterback or give the quarterback too much credit either way, we all know that if we didn't do that, Tom Brady wouldn't be anything special. right? Because his regular season, Tom Brady's not as good as Peyton Manning. Yeah, Probably not as good as Drew Brees. So now the question is, what makes him the undisputed at this point go is the postseason. So if Brady having those postseason wins means something, then not having them has to mean something. But what's amazing and surprising, 12 postseason games, Phillip Rivers' career, 8-4 and four against the spread, 66%. Now, 
he scored about exactly the points he was supposed to in those 12 games. The defense has slightly overperformed. So, Phillip Rivers has been what they expected. Defense has done better 8-4, and four, but obviously didn't even make a Super Bowl. To me, that means something. All right, when we come back, we are going to have my biggest playoff pick and I'm doing it early because Matty Holt has some big UFC pick, and I don't want him to steal the spotlight. And he's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And RJ, we've got the long-awaited rematch this weekend. The UFC on Fight Island. It is Dustin Poirier against Conor McGregor. The rematch. McGregor winning the first matchup between the two. All right, Matty Holt is a true expert. I mean, this guy, if you listen to his bravado, you think he knows everything about everything. But even he'll say he knows the most about sports betting legalization and UFC. I want to get a pick on, if you got it, on the main event. And then you've got some super-duper special. Yeah, I think this is interesting in, in, the, in that in most cases in combat sports, guys have a fight, and if they're going to have a rematch, it either comes directly after or within a, a certain proximity. But in here, the first fight between these two wasn't any big pay-per-view extravaganzas. They were both younger prospects coming up. Uh, Poirier was only 24 years old. seven years ago now? Yeah, seven years ago. And, and McGregor did win by first-round KO, but a lot has changed since then, including Dustin Poirier doing some great training at one of the best gyms in the world. American top team and since 2017 Amer- uh, Dustin Poirier 6-1-1 one one since 2017 with wins over Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez Dan Hooker who's in the co-main event. This guy's beaten everyone there is to beat except Khabib Nurmagomedov on the other side Conor McGregor since 2017 just two fights Okay. Is that first of all Hooker? Is that his real name? Yeah, Dan Hooker. I mean because in wrestling it used to be if you're a hooker it meant you could really fight like <laughs> Luthez the like seven-time NBA champion way back in the game, he wrote his autobiography called Hooker. Hmm. So that's interesting. Jonas, you're our resident UFC expert. Do you also like the dog here? Yeah, well, I think there's great value on it because he has been more active. He's had really, really good fights. My one, my one question about Poirier, though, is that when he's met the top of the division in a lot of cases he's come up short there's just he's been, there's been this inability to get past this certain level and some like people, the ravens i mean yeah i guess you could put it that way i just didn't want to bring it up so in front do you of think the training has changed that perhaps I, I think he's beaten the top guys justin gaethje who just fought for the lightweight title dustin poirier knocked him out i think no, first of all nobody's beaten khabib nurmagomedov <laughs> but other than khabib uh no you know gaethje's beaten i mean poirier's beaten everybody else the last four years but even with your reservations jonas you like the dog yeah i think I, the fact that the, i see the lion is where it's at is surprising yeah, to me yeah that's really surprising yeah. to me all right, now that's not even his best bet. Come on, baby, $80,000! <laughs> Co-main event here. I like Dan Hooker, minus 120 against my former Bellator should lightweight be, champion. Should we be betting a guy that's using a fake name? Well, 
I mean, it's his real name. Not only is it his real name, this is a devastating striker and a big stylistic advantage here. Michael Chandler, the former Bellator champion, just 9-5 and five in his last 14 fights. And what do a lot of those losses have in common? He struggles with taller guys. He has a lot of trouble with bigger, taller guys. In fact, four of his five losses come against guys that are 5'10 or taller. Dan Hooker's 6 feet tall, trains at the Elite City Kickboxing Gym. Same one as undefeated pound-for-pound champion Israel Adesanya. Michael Chandler, not the fighter he used to be. He might be a cult hero for his classic wars with Eddie Alvarez, but he's not the fighter he used to be. Dan Hooker gets it done in a big-time way Saturday night. I'd feel better if he was looking at notes, but he's rattling off all those names without <laughs> notes. I guess it makes me feel better. 20 seconds, Jonas, before my pick. Do you agree with this one? Yeah, Dan the Hangman Hooker, He's uh, <laughs> which makes the, the uh, name even that much better. Uh, I, I love it as well, too. Chandler, this is going to be by far and away the best striker he's ever fought. He's never seen this level of striking at any time when he was in Bellator, so I think he could have some problems on Saturday. All right, well, I'm not going to be stopped by Matty Holt. It's Bush League psycho stuff. <laughs> Laughable, man. <laughs> I'm giving you a parlay in the NFC title game. Two-teamer. Faz, give me your thoughts on this. One is I'm playing Green Bay in the first half, and then I'm playing over for the game. Let's think about this game state, as they call it. Green Bay starts fast. They start as fast as any team in the NFL. They're number one in first half differential. Tampa Bay will never give up. But Tampa Bay is inefficient early because they tend to run too much. But when they fall behind, they're forced to throw, and they're better throwing. So to me, if it goes the way I expect, and Green Bay's up at halftime, and the line will be, what, minus one and a half or something like that, right? If they're up at halftime, it forces Tampa to get out of their inefficient ways and throw the ball, and if they do, I think the over 51 is juicy, juicy. Thoughts? Like it. First half is minus two and a half. Not a big Uh, difference. Doesn't matter to the over 51, and I love the idea that you're scripting the game, basically saying, all right, and that's, what, and that's effectively a correlated parlay. If one happens, the second happens. You, ten seconds, you like it? Yeah, absolutely. Because if one happens, the second one's more a lot more likely to happen. You know, bet me a dime on Hooker because he liked it <laughs> right now. That's 120. You got it. We are straight out of Vegas. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Multiple best bets for you to make some coin on before we're back here tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific time, right? here on Fox Sports Radio.